Today on We Here, the Grammys after parties were wild and Page Six was there. More disturbing details about Jeffrey Epstein and Jelaine Maxwell are surfacing. And a succession star dishes exclusively to Page Six about her sex scenes on the show. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my God. We're on Page Six? No. Oh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across Page Six. Page Six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Maggie, I was very impressed with that tongue twister in the intro, Succession Star Sex Scene. It's very hard to say quickly. It's a miracle I can speak at all. It was amazing. (laughs) The other thing that I'm amazed by is all the stuff that went down at the Grammys after parties, and our own Carlos Greer was out there covering all the action and um, I actually think the after parties were a lot better than the awards. Of to be course honest. they were. I mean, yep. I guess they always are. Why am I surprised? <laughs> Nobody parties like musicians. And Carlos's reporting really proves that. He got such good scoop about what people were doing after the awards. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and obviously at the awards, there was a lot of controversy and there was some heavy stuff and there mm-hmm. was the Kobe tribute and the Prince tribute. And so things got a bit, you know, heavy. But afterwards, I was impressed. Lizzo celebrated by going over to Crazy Girls, the Hollywood strip club, with a group including Lil Nas X and Dua Lipa. Ugh. It sounds like these people should put out a single together soon. It sounded like you were just like Lizzo featuring Lil Nas X, Dua Lipa. Single is called Strip Club. Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) They probably laid down that track later that night. Laid down the bills and the track. Nice, Maggie. Uh, Lizzo made it rain for sure, said an insider who was there. All of the celebs were making it rain and dancing all night with her. Lizzo even had some male strippers come in. So it was an equal opportunity strip club experience come in to celebrate her manager's birthday Hmm. yeah exactly and then Billie Eilish meanwhile at her party was Kaya Gerber who's been out everywhere since this Pete Davidson breakup Mm -hmm. Sean White the wasn't he the flying tomato yeah the snowboarder Sean White yeah and uh they were over at a place see in a weird way like the strip club sounds fun and really good but I would like to be at this party at the Billie Eilish party because it was at Petite Taqueria. Ooh, little tacos. Yeah. Anyway, they had a uh, portrait of Eilish there for guests to sign. There were neon glow-in-the-dark balloons. This sounds more like a children's party, though, than the strip club thing. (laughs) Uh, But Billie Eilish is pretty young, so maybe this is is more like... And also, Kehlani and rapper YG. Back together, apparently. They were holding hands. Right. There were a lot of couples back together. Kehlani and YG were out at Universal Music Group's party. YG finding romance again after his recent arrest in LA, although he denies everything. Yeah, he was arrested on Friday morning on suspicion of robbery. But he got it together for Sunday night to go out with his old girl. Exactly, and his attorney said it's all bogus. Also, Machine Gun Kelly, who we had reported was hanging out with Kate Beckinsale. Mm-hmm. Pete Davidson wasn't at any of these parties, but everyone is somehow connected through Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is the new school Kevin Bacon. Have you noticed that? That's true. That it's like a weird six degrees with Pete six Davidson. Six degrees of Pete of Davidson. Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So his BFF, Machine Gun Kelly, was there, but he was hanging out with Noah Cyrus, mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus's sister, and Jesse J and Channing Tatum were also at the same party, and they've recently rekindled their romance. Yeah, that was their first night out 
together that we have seen since they rekindled. They were sitting cozily in a VIP section, which is like, all right, there's certain things that happen a lot in page six items, Mm -hmm. okay? One is someone jumps in the DJ booth. So everyone's always jumping in the DJ booth. Jumping in the booth, yeah. Someone's always like serenading people at the club. That Mm -hmm. only happens in page six items. Mm -hmm. But then also everyone is always like, when in doubt, cozily sit in a VIP section. Everyone's always cozy in the VIP it's just like, section. Yeah. It, was there any canoodling going on? I, I mean, well that's the thing is I think cozy VIP section seating is a precursor to canoodling, but it means it didn't quite get to the canoodle level. Cozy cozily sitting is the gateway oh. drug to canoodling. It is. And what is that? Be like careful. what if you're lying in a banquette with your head in the person's lap? I guess it depends which way your face is pointed. (laughs) Um, All right. So over at Steven Tyler's after party, it was his Grammys viewing party, actually. Right. Which was during the Grammys. He has a fundraiser, right? That he kind of ties into his Grammys viewing party. Yes. It's for Mm -hmm. Janie's Fund. Mm -hmm. Janie's got a fund. It benefits uh, domestic violence, right? Yeah. So over at his party, there was a power outage. Uh huh. And guests had to eat dessert. In the dark. Okay, but I will say one of our reporters was also digging around on this, aside from Carlos, who I guess was there, that it looked like some nice ambiance. They had a generator and there was some, Ooh. you know, low lighting. That could be a nice yeah, buy for I Grammy's like, night. I, hey, I eat dessert in the dark all the time, but it's just in my kitchen and I'm crying. Just my shame spiral. Alone. But if Steven yeah, Tyler yeah, yeah. is there, why not? Exactly. Ooh. <laughs> Pitbull was supposed to be at this party. Mr. Miami went to LA. Mr. Mi- no, he pulled out at the <gasps> last minute. You know why? He probably has a big weekend coming up with the whole oh, world coming true. to He's his city be- for the Super Bowl. No, it's because of Kobe Bryant's death. Oh. He wouldn't get on the plane after wow. the news broke, wow. we're told. Anyway, we hear that the party raised over $2.4 million. Not despite bad. the brief blackout. Meantime... My fa- <laughs> One of my favorite behind-the-scenes Grammy party revelations was about Jay-Z's outfit at the Rock Nation brunch. The Rock Nation brunch has become such a treat to see all the photos of. I feel like the fashion is really good, and this item is about fashion, no? Right. So Jay-Z was a little self-conscious about his pink suit mm-hmm. at Rock Nation's party. A source told us, he had on a pink suit that everyone believed to be pink, but he was quick to correct everyone to say it was mauve. Hmm. Mauve? <laughs> mauve or mauve? Mauve. 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 <laughs> mauve. I think mauve or mauve. We'll have to consult Webster's for that one. Jay-Z, what um, color is your suit and how do you pronounce it? Right. You know what's weird, though? Like... It doesn't look As like I either. said on the podcast before, the best award suit that I've ever seen in person was Jason Momoa's mm. pink tuxedo. We had a matching scrunchie on his arm, a velvet scrunchie. That's our new band. That's our cover band, Velvet 80s, Scrunchie. It's an 80s sort of valley girlish <laughs> cover band. But anyway, <laughs> so the brunch was a, a private affair at a Bel Air, California mansion where guests included Diddy, Kelly Rowland, Lala Anthony, and Megan the stallion Mm, um another thing though dave chappelle 
was also seen out, but he wasn't seen picking up his awards on stage at the Grammys, bizarrely. Yes. He won Best Comedy Album, right, for Sticks and Stones yes. is the name of the album? But so, he wasn't on stage. He wasn't on stage. Yet when we saw photos of him at these parties, we were like, what's going on? So Leah Bitsky, one of our reporters, reached out, and it turns out that Dave was stuck in L.A. traffic. Yes. His he, rep said it was nothing more than hashtag L.A. traffic. I love that. Jeffrey Epstein died in August, but months later, we are learning more about his very strange life. Jeffrey Epstein was a convicted sex offender who died in August while he was awaiting trial. Prosecutors allege that he sexually exploited and abused dozens of minor girls at his lavish homes in Manhattan and Palm Beach, Florida, from at least 2002 to 2005. There are lots of stories still coming out about Jeffrey Epstein and Jelaine Maxwell, including a report in, of all places, Artnet, which says that there's a former New York art student named Ursula Rudenberg who claims that in 1995, Epstein and Maxwell enticed her and a group of other recent art school grads to Epstein's Zorro Ranch in New Mexico, promising he'd commission one of them to make works for a new mansion, and he hosted a dinner party, and guests had to play a game where they closed their eyes and reached into a bag of unknown objects. Weird. Totally weird. That sounds really unappealing and creepy to begin with. And then um, Rutenberg said that one, one of the objects in the bag was what felt like pockets of jelly, it turned out to be falsies like you put in a bra. They then demanded that we put them on. Now, you were objecting to the term falsies, by the way, saying they're not called falsies. Well, I but... think when someone says falsies, it's slang for false eyelashes. Like eyelash extensions are like the strips that you kind of glue on. I would think the insert that you put in a bra is called a cutlet. I think that's more in the in America's Next speak. Top Model parlance. I think falsies is the more antiquated term. But I will consult <laughs> uh, the Urban Dictionary. So that's a weird incident. Then I recently reported that Christina Oxenberg, who you may know, Maggie, as a cousin to the British royal family and the sister of Dynasty's Catherine Oxenberg, mm -hmm. she's been writing a tell-all memoir on a site called Patreon, mm -hmm. where you go on and I guess you pay like a dollar. She's writing like a little vignette and you pay like a dollar for each one and she's revealed things about her family because her family is related to the British royals. Her mom is Princess Elizabeth of Yugoslavia. Her sister was Catherine who was on Dynasty. God, I miss Yugoslavia. Um, well, I reported that Christina Oxenberg in one of these vignettes and she's written about her family. She's written about JFK. She's written about all this crazy blockbustery, juicy stuff. But she recalled also another 90s recollection about Jelaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. And in 1991, she remembers that Jelaine Maxwell called her up and asked her for tea and that she was still Maxwell was grieving the death of her father, the media titan Robert Maxwell, who had died under mysterious circumstances. As you might recall, Maggie, he had drowned and maybe or maybe fell off the back of his yacht. Mm. Um, so in any event, when Christina got to this tea party, she found Jelaine presiding in a white lacy bra and underwear set 
and wearing lots of jewelry. She jangled as she moved. I guess she explained that she was wearing not much clothes because it was summertime and she was hot and she was fanning herself with a copy of Vogue magazine. Oof. When you first had asked her for tea, 2020 me said, oh, she wanted to know the scoop. Oh, wow. And then I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, I didn't think that at all. to come over for like a proper yeah, tea. Yeah, see, I think a proper tea. Um, this was 2001, you said? 1991. Oh, 1991. We weren't even saying asking for tea. Exactly. And then so I guess the other guests at the party, there were some other women there. They kept their clothes on. But one other bizarre detail that came out was that there was a baby Yorkshire Terrier on the scene named Max, who had been gifted to Jelaine Maxwell to kind of cheer her up after her father's death. And she uh, she repeatedly threw the quivering little bundle, meaning Max, violently across the room, Christina writes. She thought this was hilariously funny. And, That's terrible. Yeah, she was also apparently lamenting how poor she was. And then there are actually even more details about this weirdo tea party that have come out, right? In an interview with, uh, with the Post columnist Cindy Adams, Christina also mentioned that at the same kind of naked tea party, the naked dog throwing tea party, that Jelaine asked Christina to write her autobiography. Cindy reported it was because Jelaine hoped it would get Jeffrey Epstein to marry her, that he would read this and fall in love with her. She said, respect me finally, and then he will marry me. That's my goal. So weird. And then, of course, she's been accused of like grooming these young, of being like his girlfriend, but then grooming young women to be with him. And it's all very sordid. Um, And now she's um, MIA. Her lawyers have said that they know where she is and that her whereabouts, you know, are known to them, but no one else knows where she is. And she might end up in a courtroom. If you watch Succession on HBO, you are well acquainted with the very strange sex scenes involving Jay Smith Cameron and Kieran Culkin. And yes. our reporter Nikki Gostin spoke with her this week about it. Jay Smith Cameron is a woman. Yes. Jay Smith Cameron plays Jerry Kelman, who is a very loyal lawyer to the Roy family. Right. And you might remember some kind of weird chemistry going on between her and Kieran Culkin. There is a scene in which she berates him as he masturbates behind a door. And she talked to us about it. She said that she thought it was too funny. And I was just very glad that they had written him to be inside the bathroom. Uh, She also said that Kieran is the bravest actor she knows. He's so bold and so inventive and free. I'm full of admiration for him. What a lovely thing to say about your co-star after you film a very weird scene. Right, but I mean, he was on the other side of the door, although right. it is, like, pretty creepy. It's acting as well. <laughs> Let's point out it didn't right. really I, I, I guess that's true. But they have, like, an ongoing, right? Aren't there other... There were other scenes. Or yeah. is it just suggested... They have suggestive weirdo... I think it's implied. Suggestive weirdo chemistry. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I hope that Kieran Culkin's making more money now for um, for having to shoot these scenes. Do you remember last year, a little less than a year ago, we ran an item on page six that Kieran Culkin was heard in a behind-the-scenes conversation with one of the stars of Veep. And he was lamenting, I'm on a show and I'm going broke. 
to his fellow HBO star. He was telling uh, Matt Walsh, who you might remember played the bumbling press secretary, Mike McClintock on Veep. Mm -hmm. He was saying, (laughs) I guess that Walsh then was advising Culkin, like how to make more money. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, you need to whore yourself out, our source overheard him saying. And Culkin told them, I'm ready to spread my cheeks. Yeah. And he said that then he was bending over and grabbing his buns, according to our item. His buns? That's what our item said. He was grabbing was he his buns, and then wa- and then With the, a hot dog the other actor Walsh told him stick it inside. Ooh, yeah, this was all at this a party. This is not a scene from Succession. And this really n- happened. No, but that was the thing is the way we build it was that the behind the scenes conversation at a party celebrating the final scenes of Veep had real life dialogue from like an HBO show because this sort of sounds like an HBO show. And then uh, Kieran Culkin was asking the other actor like, "Does it get sticky? I'm ready for anything." Anything. Yeah, I mean, and (laughs) as you mentioned, the scene got sort of sticky. Um, So hopefully they're paying him more money. (laughs) I mean, but it is kind of amazing that they're, you know. You know what I find fascinating about Kieran Culkin? So obviously. You're changing the subject, Maggie. Of course I am. (laughs) It's what I was wondering. <laughs> <Right. to> <laughs> you would be on this podcast alone if I had the inability to change the subject. Well, you'll be happy they did too. After they had this conversation about the buns and the stickiness and, and trying to make more money in the entertainment business, they, they talked about moving to LA. This is like a more mundane thing. Anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> I was saying that Kieran Culkin, when he's been doing press for succession, have you noticed that he wears like an armful of bracelets? Like he has these super oh. colorful bracelets and he wears a ton of rings. I hadn't noticed like, that. Man jewelry, I find to be off-putting, but his is so kind of fun, and it's obviously something that he's, like, collecting on an arm, and he wears it all the time, that I find it kind of endearing. I have a theory as to why he does that. I'm going to speculate. Go ahead. Um, I think the the character that he plays on the show, right, is mm-hmm. this kind of, like, depraved, you know... Roman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's kind of this, like, really dark, depraved guy. And I think that... A lot of people have assumed from watching the show that that is Kieran Culkin's real personality for some reason. I think mm. a lot of people assume that like he's p- kind of playing some because he does it very naturally so that he's playing some version of himself because mm-hmm. he seems to like do it so well. So my theory is he wears the bracelets and the rings and the man jewelry because it's like totally different than the character. I think he doesn't want to get pigeonholed. You know mm. what I mean? Because it's like Clooney on ER. I always right. go for these very Classic current references, A-list references, you know, where he's like, I don't want to get pigeonholed playing like a doctor on this show. So he like went off, you know, but but I think Culkin, not usually <laughs> not usually mentioned the same breath you as Clooney Culkin with such force. I was afraid Culkin, of what you were say. Culkin. Clooney entered the pit. <laughs> Culkin enter the Thunderdome? That was like, if if Cul- if they were going to fight in a cage match, that's oh, how you would introduce them. Two men enter, one man leaves. Exactly. Clooney and Culkin, Culkin. enter the Thunderdome. We don't need another hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in any event, it, <laughs> Culkin, I think he wears all this stuff because he's like, hey, I'm not this guy. Because otherwise he'd be wearing like a slick suit and people would be like, oh, you're the creepy guy from the show. And he's like, no, man, I'm like all zen and I'm, I've am i got kombucha. I yeah, feel like anyway, we've seen pictures I hope he's getting more money for it, more bracelets. 
Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. We'd love to hear your questions and ideas for the show. Is there a celebrity you're dying for us to talk about? Email those hot takes to us at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Here episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. Don't forget to leave us a review. We'll be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.